Hey everyone, this is Wolfgar Wednesdays. I'm John Quaid, and today I interview James Wolfgar of Wolfgar Weapons and Props. Today we talk cosplay 101. We talk all things cosplay, but all things for new beginners, anyone that's trying to get into cosplay or doing costumes. We give tips on Things we've learned throughout the years on how to fix problems you might come across, how to just even get started. James even talks a little bit about his first costumes and his first cosplay and how that all got started. Um, So give us a listen, give us a follow, check us out on wolfgarweaponsandprops.com and also wolfgarweapons.com and Um, Give our stuff a like, too. Check our stuff out. See if anything interests you. Um, But let's get into it. Hi, it's John Quaid here. We're on Wolfgar Wednesdays. And today we're doing a little bit of Cosplay 101. I'm here with James Wolfgar of Wolfgar Weapons and Props, and we're going to just be talking cosplay today. So, James. What's up? How's it going today? Good. It's been a long day. Good, productive day. How have you been? I've been pretty good, you know? Good. Um, Getting a lot of stuff done. So, I I want to, we're, yeah, so we're talking cosplay 101. I got a camera right here. So we're currently streaming this on Twitch. So if we are talking like we're on camera, that's why. Um, Trying something new. I didn't tell James we were going to be on video. So he's currently fluffing his hair and drinking from his drink. I am in complete work mode, scruff. Yeah, he literally just got done from cutting up some foam and working on an actual cosplay slash prop piece. So anyways... um, Let's just start off with co- how long ago did you first start cosplaying, James? Oh shit! Um, likely. Well, what do you want to? You want to say like Halloween cosplay or my like first? like cosplay at conventions because everyone most people do Halloween mm-hmm. things as well. They might not do elaborate Halloween costumes, but when people, I guess, start talking it about the term cosplay we get into like conventions and things like that and even like when i went to my first convention i wasn't like i'm going to cosplay i was like i'm gonna bring one of my costumes and wear it to convention and then you learn about this term cosplay so so actually i learned about the term cosplay when i was doing my superhero party so i was doing a superhero party we always had a month before halloween and it was basically just a party i threw in college um that had a theme to it, right? So I liked, I liked themes and parties. So I like on the third one, we made a Gears of War costumes. We well, actually three of us made Gears of War costumes, and um, yeah, somebody said like that's that's con worthy. It's a con worthy costume, and you should go like dress up at a costume at, at a con for that. And then somebody else was like, you know, yeah, it's called cosplaying, and we we did. We actually took those those. Um, Gears of War costumes were the first costumes I ever brought to a convention. That was Wizard World Chicago. Uh, I think 2010. Cool. Did you did you make these those costumes out of just like pure creativity and because you had been making costumes and Halloween things and stuff? Or did you, lots of people go on forums or look online at other people and how they did it? Or how did, how did you get, you personally get started? Because I know lots of people get started in different ways. Um... I mean, I personally got started, again, just making my own thing. Like, I used EVA floor mat foam on those costumes just because I found it at the store. I didn't and, and know. It, it was just, and it was just convenient. Yeah and, yeah. and I was like, I thought I was a fucking genius, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, this stuff's really cool, and it's supposed to be on the floor. And uh, then somebody sent me a picture, like, a video of it after I, like, was talking to him about it. Um, again, not a cosplayer, just a friend. Actually, one of the friends that we've built with, um, the, with the floor mat stuff, that you can heat it, and you can form it, and you can do things with it. And then I actually saw somebody building, like, um, uh, the alien, the master, not Master Chief, but the off of Halo, the alien. Um, what the hell is his name? Arbiter. 
He they so like somebody was building like a big old arbiter costume. And it looked fantastic. Like it looked like spot on, and they were mm-hmm. doing it out of format foam. Um, so that's where I was like, oh wow! Like I actually used the right material. Quote unquote, yeah. I used the material, and but I didn't. When we made our armor, we didn't bend it. Yeah, right? you weren't like, heating and bending and forming it like that, much, right? Like I just cut yeah. the the Gears of War costume that I had. I just cut it into panels, and then like glued that onto it, right? And yeah. I mean, it was built off of like football pads, and uh, we had yeah, we had a car mat, like a rubber car mat mm-hmm. that you put your feet on. Uh, yeah, that was on our back, oh, and we had like had a PVC to be pretty pipe. heavy. <laughs> yeah, so we had a PVC pipe across our back, and then like. That was wrapped around the back. It actually looked really cool. Yeah. So how, how long ago was this? Like I said, it was around 2008 or nine when we were building it. And 2010 or 11 was when I went to. Okay. So, because when we were, I was talking no, to same, Seth. Probably same were, same year. So right around 2010. Okay. Because when I was talking to Seth, he said um, foam is kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know where he's getting this information, mm-hmm. um, but he's saying foam, EVA foam or floor mat foam mm-hmm. is kind of a newer thing. It wasn't always like when people were making costumes. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So like around that time you were kind of discovering might've been like the start of people were actually starting to use it is what I'm thinking. It was definitely because, not common. Yeah. Yeah. He said it wasn't very common and now everyone use or oh, yeah, most yeah, people yeah. use it or I mean, use actual like two two flat-sided foams and stuff. I have yeah. it all over the shop. Like, yeah, you have it everywhere. But it. it's a very common material before people were doing all sorts of other things yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's the fun part about it is just that. Like, I've always enjoyed making something first or trying to make something first and then going back and saying, like, oh, how did other people make it, right? And you learn a lot both ways, right? You learn a lot mm-hmm. by seeing it. But if I go the second way, which is – look to see like a tutorial on how to make something. Um, I feel like just like a lot of people, I think a lot of people will see it and it won't, whatever, when they try to do it, it won't come out nearly as well as the tutorial did. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's depressing, right? Yeah. They get frust- very frustrated quickly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it... I, I learn a lot from just trying to make something happen. And when I always tell people, they, they say like, how can I get into cosplay? I'm just like, start, just start building it. Like if, as far as building goes, just try, just pick up, some cardboard, pick up whatever. I did a lot of found item stuff, and I still do. Like uh, every once in a while, uh, one of my favorite stories is we. It was probably about a year ago. A customer wanted a grenade that was shaped in like a very specific way, and we could have three D printed it. Um, but we were actually Seth and I were talking. I'm like, well, why don't we just go find something like a water bottle that find that looks like it? Mm-hmm. And I literally like went to the gas station, walked in the gas station, and right in front of me was like the exact container, the, like a container that looked exactly like the grenades. Mm-hmm. It was a little um, like oil container. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we just drained the oil and literally put resin in that thing and painted it up and it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it was just a one-off commission. So that didn't matter. Right. I didn't need to cast anything. I didn't need to 3D print anything, but there's a lot of times I'll do that. And, and especially for my own costumes, right. I'm like, Oh, that just looks cool. So yeah, I'll go with it. So found item and I'll cut up found items a lot too. Yeah. I, I do the exact same thing. Like I'll know the shape or the size of what I want. And I let go into the dollar stores. I'll go into Walmart. I'll go into places and literally just walk around and looking for items that are in that shape or thinking about different things that might be that kind of stuff. So that, that is a great way of like strategizing on how to make things for the cheap too. And on the cheap low and look exactly like what you need and not have to put a ton of time and do it. Yeah. Really um, like but that. that, so the gears of war stuff, is that something someone else in the group was interested in or was it like you were really into gears of war or how did you guys decide on that's what you guys kind of wanted those costumes to be because a lot of these people that are looking to do their first costumes we tell them or i at least tell them like just do something that you love or that you're really passionate about so they like put time into it and they want to do it but like what was gears of war to you then or why why did you guys decide to do that well yeah it was it was a passion project for us too um i mean i always liked gears of war i played gears of war one two and three and four i think i didn't get all the way through four but Back in, back in 2010, it was like Gears of War 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe even 1, because we went off of 1. I remember seeing, like, I had, like, a cardboard cutout that had Marcus Phoenix on it, and I went, and that's what I based my stuff off of. Again, it wasn't nearly as detailed, 
mm-hmm. as it is now. But actually, funny story is there was a guy, I think last year, I think he still wears it, but I sold it. I think it was a couple a of years ago at the Gears yeah, meetup in guy, Dragon Con. Yeah, I sold a guy in, in Atlanta or Florida. I think he's in Atlanta. Real nice guy. Um, and, yeah, he, he had it out when we went to the Gears of War shoot mm-hmm. again. And it looked pretty good, right? Like it really yeah, didn't it still back. held up. It was holding up with after everyone else's, yeah. Years. And I mean, I and yeah, it didn't look bad compared to everybody else's, even though it wasn't the details weren't exact, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you could tell what it was. And another funny thing about that is I did the floor mat foam, right? Yeah. And then for mine, which is the one that guy had, um, because I wanted it to be actually hard plated, I I actually covered it in plumber's putty. Like like the blue and white yeah, yeah. like plumber's putty, and I just so like I remember sitting on my porch because and... I didn't have a workshop at the time, and I just I hardened it up and like put I, I I thinned it out as much as I could and put it all the way over the thing, and then I just sat there with a with like a hand sander, probably gave Sand. myself like three years worth of cancer with that stuff. I I don't know if I wore a mask or not. Probably not. I probably should have. Um, but then yeah, it was just it was I I sanded it smooth, but it didn't get super smooth. Because it's you know one I didn't know what I was doing and two that stuff's crazy but yeah. um, I, it didn't matter because it's really still level really out right and that's probably why it lasted all these years because you sealed it so well what I liked was it didn't crack right yeah that it hasn't yeah. even cracked it over all these it didn't years crack. and people people come up and like knock on it and it sounds like, it's like it's yeah like, you know no that's awesome yeah all right so going into that because even some of the terms and things you've already said might be if someone's just wanting to start, because this is cosplay oh, yeah, 101 yeah. or whatever, where, where do you start at? Because lots of people are just intimidated because they're they're like, people need a 3D printer or people need this or that. I know you already talked about just like scrapping items from stores and things that look similar and stuff like that. But like, it's very overwhelming. Like, I want to do a costume. Where do I even start? So like, where would you tell someone that's new to cosplay, never made a costume or something like that to start? I know... It may be difficult because you have a creative mind and you've just always been making costumes and you just go for it. But like, what would you tell someone that's just starting so they're not kind of intimidated by I've it? I've had this question a lot. Actually. Yeah. Um, I would say going again with the passion project, right? Um, if you listen to like Stanley, one of Stanley's famous speeches mm-hmm. is the fact that like you know don't let idiots tell you that something's not good, yeah. right? And he's talking about Spider Man. Um, but then also he's you know his point is that you should do something that you love and the reason and you should do it how you want to do it, right? And that's the way you get your best work, um, which is great because it's completely true and it's it's that way with literally across the board almost everything. But definitely it was cosplay. Um, if it's something you want to do, if you want to be space dandy and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'll give me that jacket, give me the like. Put, let me get the pompadour hair, Damn. all that. Or if you want to be at Gears of War, or you want to be uh, one of the guys from GI Joe or a girl from GI Joe, go for it, right? Like, if that's what you're actually passionate about. And it doesn't have to be somebody who you look like. It doesn't have to be somebody you have your body shape of or anything like that. Whatever makes you happy, right? Um, something that I think the, the most important thing to, to realize when you're first starting costume, cosplay is um, – it's supposed to be fun, right? Like it is fun. That's why we do it. That's, and actually it's very important to remember that too, but um, it is fun and it's, it's great to become those characters or do whatever it is. Like whatever makes you happy about cosplaying. Like some people are all about, you know, signing autographs with kids because they're, they're a, a Disney, Disney princess, princess or something like that. But some people like the learning in the building and don't really care so much about being the costume. Um, whatever's, you know, you're doing it because for you and it, it doesn't matter what other people think. And that's, that's true in life, right? Like what other people think, I, uh, hell people used to make fun of me for playing Dungeons and Dragons. Now, literally I, more people play Dungeons and Dragons than, than don't that I hang out with. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I'm not going to judge the people who don't and be like, wait, you don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Like I, I don't <laughs> want to go that way either. So it, it really should not matter what other people think, and it really doesn't. Um, and yeah, if you're if you want to cosplay, do it. Just just try. And I understand just doing it is um, is kind of vague and shitty advice. Sort of, um, I would say like you can find store bought stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to be Spider Man, you want to be Mister Incredible, you want to be something like that, you can buy those things and then modify them, or just buy those things and go with them. Yeah. 
Right. And then slowly build other yeah. things on it. Like maybe do that the first time. And then Absolutely. next time you put bracers on it or next time you it do a different so mask yeah, and, that's and update it as you go. Yeah. That's a good way to start off. Is good. Um, another really good way of doing things is starting with a group. Right. Like, so I, I always have enjoyed group costumes. Um, mainly because you have, you already have your squad, you already have your team. Um, and they're just, to me, they're more fun. Um, it doesn't have to be a massive group of people. Sometimes it's just one or two, but you're rolling out and you can kind of like act the part better when you have the other person with you or other people with you. Um, and that's something else too. So if you're starting and you know people who do cosplaying, a lot of times being able to, to team up with them actually isn't bad. And again, though, you're going to get caught up in how they like to do it and what they like to do. And that may not be for you, but yeah, yeah I mean, if, if you're starting out, there's all kinds of different things, different ways you can do it. Um, again, just doing it, but also doing it for you, I think. Yeah, for sure. So um, if I wanted to just build, I, I don't I don't have a specific example. I'm, I'm not prepared, <laughs> guys. I'm sorry. So like going from the very start. So those are very, very good suggestions on just about how to cosplay and not be worried about what you're doing and things like that. But like just from the start, I want to build a costume. I don't want to just go store buy one. I want to build a yeah, costume. Yeah. Where do I start first? Do I get reference photos? Do I like look how things are made and then go do some research on how to make things? Like how, how do, how do I go about just the very beginning steps so I can go get over that hill of just starting on the costume? If that so makes it, sense. It does depend a lot on, how new you actually are, right? Um, some people say they're new, yet they've built lots of stuff in their life, and they've built yeah, that aren't costumes, but they they're proficient in just like actually cutting or things and gluing things, and yeah. things, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so depends on how new you are, and and really everybody's got their skills, their skill set that they have, and their strengths. And I would say go with your strengths, right? Again, do what you want to do and how you want to do it. But a lot of people want to do it with the way they they know how. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if I'm patterning something, I just literally take a chunk of foam or cardboard or whatever it is that I have on hand, and I'll cut out something that I think is looks good about the right size. But usually, I leave, I leave it big, and then I just basically hold it up to myself or whoever I'm putting the costume on, and then cut that down, cut that down. Sometimes we'll even heat form it or um, or glue it in some way, and then I'll cut it apart. And that'll be my pattern, yeah. right? Like I'll flatten it back out and then I'll be my pattern for my other shoulder or whatever. Other people will sit there with, you know, a pattern that they've made with math, right? So if you're good at math and you, you understand how to, you know, multiply things by pi because you're working on <laughs> arcs, then yeah. sure, go for it. Right? Yeah, because your, your style is very just as you spoke to just going forward and like, like you're saying, you're pattering literally on yeah. your body just real quick just, and cutting it. I need to cut it down more here. Cut thing up. Some do people it. want it exact and exact point, things like that, but you know how to modify it in the end to do that stuff. But lots of people I see too, they, they'll pattern out with like saran wrap and tape and they'll draw it all out on their body and things like that. So there's lots of different techniques, and you but, and you're, yeah. And of course you're talking your experience, how you like to do it and stuff, but yeah, there's all sorts of stuff out there, but, just so everyone knows too, this is what yeah yeah the kind there's of there's a lot of patterns you can buy. Like I know there's a lot of things on Etsy. There's a lot of things other places. Mm -hmm. um, if you just literally Google, you know, foam costume pattern, you're gonna find all kinds of stuff. Uh, we used Pepakura for our space wolves, and we did, which had some patterning to it. Some of those we had to pattern ourselves. Um, yeah, so and in the first of, in the first episode, things. Seth spoke a little bit about Pepakura, so. He, he uses that quite often so he could talk into detail about some of that stuff and we can ask him about some cosplay stuff too or whatever. Because yeah. Seth builds things in a little bit different style than you and I as well. And it, that's the whole thing about this. We're just telling you different ways we kind of cosplay and we make things, but there's all sorts of suggestions, yeah, all sorts not, of different ways to do it. It's not an easy answer to just like, how do you start? You know, it's yeah. how you personally want to do go about it and what kind of costume and all those types of things. So we're just giving this. And if you're somebody out there that's saying, you know, Hey, I don't have any strengths in mm -hmm. this field. Yeah. Right. Then that's so not true. Uh, you just have to find it. Right. And a lot of people have just low self-confidence issues. And I'm not saying that has to be like those two people go hand in hand, but 
once you try it, you're you're gonna find something you're good at. You're gonna either find like, you know, maybe Warbla you're really good with and you don't like foam or vice versa. Um, or there's all kinds of different things. Uh, I build a lot of stuff out of acrylic now that I used to not build, mainly because I have a laser cutter and I've also gotten really used to heating it, right? So I'll just heat acrylic and bend it around. And I remember the first somebody I bought a kit that was a Cy uh, Cyclops Dark Phoenix costume, and it was I actually bought just the visor. And in it, you had to like heat form heat, the piece of red acrylic, acrylic to yeah. and it was just at the time i was like what is this this isn't actually something i'm used to doing at all mm -hmm. i had some serious problems doing it but i was doing it with a with a heat gun and like holding it by my hand around it was i wasn't doing it and so a lot of, it, a lot of it too and that's actually a really good point um right tools right job right that that's a big thing. So if you have access to tools, uh, use them, right. Or try to use them. So there's a lot of people who, you know, they're just, they're on their kitchen counter and they're using Warbler and, you know, Sculpey, Sculpty, sculpting stuff and, um, you know, foam or whatever else. And that's great. And they, people make amazing stuff like, just like that. Just, just right there. You don't need the space. But if you have the space, awesome, right? If you have the space for a nice Dremel that goes both directions and, um, you know, just a, a chop saws and, and a laser cutter and a plasma cutter and a bunch of other stuff that other people have, um, you can use that too, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you can and, – and it's not – some people are like, hey, that's cheating. That's not really cosplay. In my opinion, it's – it is cosplay if you want to call it cosplay. Like, right? If yeah. you're if you're going out and and wearing the pretending costume, to be the pretending costume. to be a person, yeah, that's cosplay. Figure, whether yeah. doesn't matter how you made it, for sure. Yeah. All right. So, my next question is: a lot of people out there are very intimidated by even just the word armor. All right. There's lots of okay. it, it, you, not personally, but like I know lots of different, even just like. I, I don't I want to go there, but like female cosplayers and other people like I've never built armor and I really want to build armor. And that's a very constant question. If someone's never built armor before, you've talked to already about like how you were doing your Gears of War stuff and you learned about forming mm -hmm. foam with heat and things like that. But where would you start with armor? Because we're talking about patterning out things and doing different things. But like, how would you what would you give to someone that's like, I really want to do an art like a set of armor from yeah. this game or this show or I've this taught a thing. lot of people how to build their first set of armor. Um, most of the time that's at our like foam building class. Mm -hmm. So we, so if you have a workshop or a class that you can go to, that's not bad. Um, you can pick up a lot, especially if you're somebody who wants to do it, who really wants to do it. A lot of times these people are very, very crafty. Like they actually know way more about how to pattern things than I do because they're sewing. They're used to sewing. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the other thing. Like you can run with patterns a lot more when you're, when you're using, um, like when you're used to sewing, you're used to patterning if you're doing it that way. And then that just can transfer right over to leather work or to foam or anything like that. So when we do our foam building workshops, a lot of times we'll find people who are like, man, I, I've always wanted to build armor and I'm, I'm finally here. Mm -hmm. And they're able to do it easy, right? Because yeah. they're used to patterns. We just give them a pattern and we show them how to make the pattern like, fold a piece of paper like actually yeah. a piece of like poster board in half right and that makes it symmetrical and just trace mm -hmm. it out and cut it um and like beveling things yeah, so you get like beveling super easy like sharp points and things like that and it's just a technique that people don't think yeah. about using so that helps. has all that right again tools of the trade right it's yeah a, it's a matter of and I, I would love for us to just have a quick beveling tutorial or some other tutorials that we'll have up at some point I so mean, we can reference those us. but there's, like, there's it doesn't it doesn't have to be up us but right? so go look for go go yeah look go up check it out foam on youtube like literally belly yeah. foam there's a ton of ways you can they, people tell you how to use the sanding stick to do it how to use the dremel to do it how to use the belt sander to do it and all these other different ways mm -hmm. right the fun part about workshops actually is the fact that you're able to try all those things right yeah. and a lot of times people will sit there and say like oh um i don't i don't really feel comfortable with like the blade right with, a, mm -hmm. with an exacto knife or a box cutter. So I'm so then I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Then you just cut it with a big set, big set of scissors or shears, and then you're going to be dremeling that down anyway, right? Yeah. Or you can cut a bevel with with scissors on foam, 
pretty easily, right? Yeah, like you can for cut sure. that bevel, and then you're going to clean it up anyway with a sanding stick. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter. Um, but some people want to cut it very pristine at the beginning, and that does help, right? So since we've been doing it for a while, I mean, Seth's a really good example. We were doing Wolfgar Wednesdays where we were building armor versus each other for a while. And he, like, his stuff comes out really super clean just because his cuts, his original cuts, are very, very clean. Yeah. So instead of, you know, cutting it down and then having to sand it down, he mm -hmm. just his cuts are that clean. And you're taking a different way to get to yeah, the finish line yeah. where you're like, I don't care necessarily about that cut and I'll fix it later. So you can Absolutely. clean it up later. He doesn't have to clean it up later, but he takes longer time to do it. So it's all about that. We all take different ways to get to that finish line, but it's not worrying too bad. If you like, you thought you messed up the cut, we can always fix it. Yeah, And a big part of, of armor too is like strapping, right? Mm -hmm. Where people don't talk about that. They're always like, they talk about actually constructing the thing. Yeah. Honestly, or how to get the armor to actually attach to you. Yeah. Not even like the strapping yeah. helps attach it, but like uh, what you're attaching it to. Is right. Right. Okay. So attaching. So what I always like to tell people about is, is, is the same thing I learned on my first, one of my first armor builds, which was um, when I did the gears of war that I was talking about earlier, I didn't know what I was doing, but we, we just attached, we got football pads. I remember going to like mm -hmm. paying full price for football pads during football season, oh so it was like crazy amounts of money, and we're just going to cut them up for costumes, but whatever, we didn't care. We wanted to be that character. Um, and, yeah, it was easy to, to put foam, to just glue foam onto it. I think at that time we used hot glue, but we could have used CA glue, or we could have used any, like anything, uh, barge or anything. Um, the nice thing about it, though, is we had the strapping already from the from the shoulder pads, right? So we had something that was made to be on a person. So be it like a vest or anything else like that, a lot of times it's really nice to build on top of something. Mm -hmm. A backpack. Uh, our our Space Wolves are literally all Goodwill backpacks that that's the base. You put on the backpack first and then your front piece uh, clicks onto those. Everything clicks onto that backpack, right? Mm -hmm. But that backpack also goes across, like it not only goes on your shoulders, but it also goes across your chest and it's pretty secure, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of harness. You need different, there's lots of different places you need support. So you, it distributes weight differently. Mm -hmm. Like they have belt ones across the chest, different areas. So when you properly do a harness and put all your armor on it, it can support other parts of your armor as well. So yeah, it's about just starting to learn some of those techniques and, at some point as well. Yeah, don't get But not getting intimidated by all that. Like you'll figure it out test like how you said in the beginning trial and error like that's yeah, how you yeah. figure stuff out or whatever you're like oh my back was killing me when i wore that armor. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what where could i get more support because it was hurting me here or here and it's kind of doing trial and error there's lots of people that have knowledge on it but the best way is to kind of find it out yourself at least in my experience and i think sometimes yours yeah and part of that is is, is wearing a costume before you go to a con oh yeah Right. So if you're smart and I don't always do this by any means, at least try but, it on seeing where it's uncomfortable. Yeah, on you try it on, shake it till you break it is one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> right. When we built the, I have a video of Connor Gray in, in the graboid that we built. He's just literally out in the driveway in the middle, <laughs> of, the fucking, in the middle of the night, just shaking it. Just like literally just trying to break this big PVC slash foam slash chicken wire, like <laughs> creature that we've made. Um, and, and that's just it. Like I, whenever I'm in a costume, uh, I know I'm going to be way harder on it when I actually have to, to function and walk around a convention. So I try, I try to break it. I try to bend over as much as I can. I try to shake, shake my <laughs> armor around, uh, definitely shake it till you break it. And then that's when you want to break it. Right. Yeah. If it doesn't break. Awesome. If it does break, then zip tie it. <laughs> and, and half the time, and no, you know where what part needs to be supported then. Yeah, too. half the yeah, time I'm building with zip ties because I can't break zip ties, right? Yeah. So glue is glue's great and so are you know, so is Velcro and so are magnets and everything else. But there's a lot of things that um that literally if you're not going to have to if you want something to cinch together and you want not to ever come apart, but you want to have a little bit of give and, and flex to it. So wings for, are good for this and zip ties, man. Mm -hmm. I use them all the time for that type of thing. Um, just because you have a bit of flex and they're not breaking. Uh, depends on the kind you use, but yeah. Yeah. And it, and you can replace them later. You can fix it. Yeah, and you can change always it. it off. Like, so, if it, yeah. like if it's hurting you away or twisted, you can always cut it off and things like that. And yeah, I, I work in Makerspace too. And there's a lot of people who come down there and they'll ask, 
for they'll be engineers and they'll they'll say something like, "Oh, hey, I can't get this screw to tighten on to this thing," and I'll just be like, "Well, can we just zip tie all around that thing and keep it nice and tight?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess we could do that," and that'll save their project, yeah. right? Just because their screw was stripped or something else like that. Um, and there's a lot of people who I know that just build with a, a ton of zip ties because you can cut them off and you know, make them work. And, uh, and they're also super easy, right? Yeah. They're, they definitely allow for, um, I guess for mistakes, right? If you zip tie something together, it's not bad. You can just recut it. Uh, if you glue it together or, you know, you hot glue it together, you can take it apart with, with heat. But if you glue it together with a lot of stuff, you're going to have to rip your project apart. Yeah, for sure. All right. So my next question is, We've talked a lot about how you've done a lot of trial and error throughout your costuming career, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Figured out when things don't work the best, things like that. Oh, so yeah. I want this portion to kind of give people a head start and these tips of things you learned that don't necessarily work for you and the things you do or whatever. Because I, I even remember you were talking about someone gave this suggestion of Modge Podge and you're like, that stuff's terrible. Throw it away. That kind of thing. When back in the day when we were yeah. first starting, we were Modge Podge and everything and doing all that type of stuff. Or we were hot gluing every single thing we had. We still use hot glue sometimes, but you personally don't use hot glue that much anymore and you no. have different solutions and you were just talking about zip ties and those types of things. So what are some of these tips that you've learned throughout the years that just don't work or there's a lot better ways that you can do so people don't just start with their trial and error at these things and realize they don't work as good as something else. So just yeah, whatever comes yeah. to the top of your head or what what things you enjoy or that you've learned throughout this I would this say like real, real quick, know what a D-ring is, right? Know how to make a D-ring work. You, you, there's Just look up how to use a D-ring. You can buy a big pack of D-rings. They're basically for strapping down um, armor or anything else on you. All it takes is a nylon strap and, and some D-rings and you're good. And that right there, I wish somebody would have told me a long time ago. Same with, um, look up what a Chicago screw is and what it can do. And yeah. Cause I feel like even yeah. D-rings is kind of, you, you haven't been using D-rings forever though. Is, no, that, a new, is that a recent, like uh, in the last year or no, two kind no, of thing? Probably like three years ago. Three four years ago. Because I've seen you using them a lot more lately than in the past. And, and, and when you would they're just, not yeah. my go-to. They really aren't. Um, I'd prefer to have, you know, just an already existing strap with, you know, the, the buckles, you know, like a, a nice plastic buckle that has the yeah. double snap or, or a zip tie. Or, or getting zip tied in it. I, I, I'm smiling over here because... Mm -hmm. James yeah. personally would probably suggest for you guys to do something different than him, but he likes to get zip tied in most of his costumes. And I'm constantly trying to convince him to put buckles on everything so he can get out and in every time. And I have to be zip tied in every time, but it's more convenient sometimes for him to just get zip tied in. <laughs> That's well, how I'm laughing. Also, you're not, you don't have to dip with a buckle, right? So you don't know exactly where the buckle is going to be half the time. If I do have a buckle, it's connected with a piece of elastic or zip tie or not, or, or I guess sometimes zip ties, but a lot of times with, uh, and it's also the way you build, though. You yeah. strap a lot of things to you and have them all over the place that aren't normal places. So, and other people that do costumes have very symmetrical like things and things like that. But you're always constantly adding things and taking things off. So, right. so it's, it's also the way you build with a lot of your costumes. So that's why it probably I don't is know. better most for you of, as well. Most of the time, I would say, I would say <laughs> at least 50% of the time, I don't know what my costume is going to look like. Until, until like the until day I'm before, like putting it on. <laughs> yeah, right. And by that, I mean like, oh, hey, I have a gap here, so I should probably zip tie a holster or something on there, right? So I do that, and anymore, I do that a lot, mainly because one, it's just easier, and I know that like come time of convention or time to get in that costume, I can mm -hmm. either be like, you know what, I want to be comfortable today, and I don't want to actually have all this junk on me, or I don't mind, or that's not going to be that yeah. comfortable. So there's that. So D rings. Zip ties. What other things have you learned? For, for like new people, uh, Bob Smith, right? So Bob uh, Smith Industries makes this product that I'm holding up, and if we're still on camera, I don't even know. Yeah, here, I mean, well, uh, yeah, we're on the Twitch stream. Right they, now, they, they, they can they can see it. So yeah, yeah that's Maxi. Yeah, there you go. Super glue and Bob Smith Super Glue is great, and they they make all kinds of different glues. But the my favorite one is Maxi Cure because it's. Um, it's actually gap filler and it's extra thick and it basically just doesn't drip when you're putting super glue on something. So people will tell me, Oh, I don't like super glue. Yeah. I don't like 
Gorilla Glue either. Super Glue. I don't yeah, like a lot or of the things. cheap Super Glue you yeah, in the dollar I don't store. Like don't use either. that stuff. Yeah, they're they, terrible. It ends up on your hands and you're like, every time. Screw this. It's, it's awful. Crazy Glue. That's what. Yeah, crazy glue. yeah, that's terrible. Well, like BSI, especially MaxiCure, is just crazy awesome in lots of different ways. It literally dries in like 25 seconds. It sticks yeah. metal together. It sticks all kinds of different yeah. things together. Ninety percent of the things you used to hot glue, I feel like you probably max secure now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. even ninety-five. I would say yeah, probably ninety. Because there's every once in a while. Every once in a while, you need hot glue for certain reasons. For but. filler, really, most of the time. If it's, if it's filler, if it's something wants, I want to make it look like you know you see the hot glue. That's the thing. Yeah. But typically, yeah, you can just max secure it, and it's a lot easier. You don't need. Doesn't take as long. You don't have to wait for it to heat up. You don't get it all over your hands. Everyone's always like, "Oh, hot glue burns!" But yeah, you don't get that. Accidentally touch it. No, it's just fine. I literally keep keep it in my pocket during cons and just fix other people's stuff and my own stuff. And I probably use that same bottle to put two or three things on me that, like, as I was about to walk out. Yeah, um, it can instantly fix someone's costume. It's pretty nice. And that and zip ties is all he pretty much needs, and scissors to cut the zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's just Aren't me he? personally on some of the stuff, but I mean, I do. But but these are like techniques yeah. that you learned over the year that you're like, yeah. I'm getting rid of everything else, but these things because these are all I really need to build at times. So yeah, I mean, not maybe not building, just attaching. But yeah, yeah, like make making sure we're doing repairs, but even building, you so do like, use I would those say, things. Dremel's probably one of your best bet the tools if, if you're just getting into it. Dremel's are really cheap, and um, the the like pointed um, what are they called grinder bits, right? Are probably my favorite. It's the same stuff that like Punish Brosman has been using for a long time, and I've I've found that they're really good too. And his point, one of his things I just actually saw not too long ago, was that as you use the grinder bits down. <laughs> As you grind them down, they actually get a little smoother, and it's even better for foam, right? Um, it doesn't even have to be foam, but I use that to, to grind through plastic pieces and, and cut off, um, you know, pieces of random, like, Nerf guns or random stuff like that. Um, I also use my shears, which are over there. I'm going to grab those real quick. So I, I, make, I use big mag strips, snips. Mag snips is what they're called. Um, but I use these to cut through all, all kinds of stuff. And uh, but, but yeah. going along with this, because I've bought in some pairs and other people have, where do you get these ones? Because um, Harbor Freight has ones that look exactly yeah, like this, but trash. they do not work. This is a Midwest cutlery or something. It's, it's Midwest. Just look up Mag Snips Midwest. And you should and, probably get the right ones. Called, don't don't get the knockoff ones from Harbor Freight. Even though we love Harbor those. Freight for lots of things, the Mag Strips do not. Yeah, yeah. Are not that great. No, those those are only good because that. I've used the other brand, the off brands, and they're just not good. Yeah. Um. I mean, and little stuff too. So those like, learning mistakes. We're trying to get you so you don't have to yeah, make the same have mistakes. Yeah. Always drills with you. Have have a drill with all kinds of different um, bits on it. Um, screw things together, right? If you can screw things together, do screw things together. If you have a lot of little tiny screws that are in like something you're going to throw away, take the screws out. Put the, put the screws in like a magnetic dish or in a plastic bag or something like that and mm-hmm. save those because literally you're, those little tiny screws are fantastic when you're putting things together. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that all the time and I'd rather – I'll like glue all the way around something. I'll put like a tiny screw in it, right? Mm-hmm. And I know it's done. Um, it's not kind of part yeah. at all. Um, what, what about tips for like foam, else? like sealing foam when you need to <laughs> – because, you know, sometimes you'll need to heat foam. So like yeah, it'll yeah. seal – or different things – I know, you, like I said, we we don't use um. No, I can't even think Mod of the name Mod Podge anymore. What what are what what are some techniques that can get people past those like beginning learning switches? I would that say you when you're sealing your foam, um, and and also, I mean, it does it does matter what kind of foam you're using. So some foam you want to you want to torch. Some you want to heat before you heat. even use it because it can't yeah, yeah. take glue well or it can't do certain things so like, or cut well. Lately, I've been using HD foam from SKS Props. Random plug there, but mm. um, no, it's really good foam. And actually, uh, you just need a heat gun on it. Uh, you don't really need a torch on it. And when I say a torch, I mean like you know a, a lighter torch that actually produces flame. Um, a lot of a lot of it is mainly just you want to seal the whole thing. 
Um, and this would this be the same foam for all kinds of the same thing on all, all the different foams. Mm -hmm. You want to seal it and you want to like basically see the foam close up and you can look at YouTube videos on this and then you can you can hit it with actually just paint if you're in a hurry. Um, and that's if you're in a serious hurry. But most of the time you want to put plastic dip or creature cast on it. And for cosplay 101, this is a heat that's gun. A, you can buy it from a hardware store. Like the cheaper ones are like 20, 30 bucks, but it'll save your life. Mm -hmm. You use it for everything. Um, they're actually used for like, I think to get paint off walls and no, stuff. Is that what the actual yeah, use so they me, are for? Let me actually tell. Drop okay, this go for it. Yeah. So yeah, they're used sometimes to get like paint off. Paint off what they're wall. really, really, what a lot of people use them for in industry is literally taking stickers off, right? You yeah, but like, but like the no, hardware store says it's for paint, right? Because it's in the paint it's, section. It's in the paint section. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. So, but a lot of people don't actually take stickers. Like if you go to Goodwill and buy something, there's a sticker on there. If you go to literally all kinds of different places, uh, there's there's stickers or decals on things. Hit it with a heat gun. And then don't it'll peel right plastic. off. Don't melt yeah. the actual plastic. So just hit it for a second, and then it will peel right off. It takes all that adhesive off. And that's something that people don't just they don't know, right? Yeah. I didn't know that actually for the first probably like I don't know, half a year I had a heat gun. Um, but don't heat your Bob Smith because that becomes toxic. Yes, don't don't heat <laughs> CA glue. Uh, and that or most putting, yeah most of those glues that includes putting uh, hot, glue hot glue on, on top it. of CA glue. That's no good. CA glue is just super glue. Um, what what other stuff? The about sealing foam. So if yeah, you're so, making a foam prop, so, what I mean, what other type of stuff? Plastic dips where it's at. Uh, you can get plastic dip in spray cans. It's actually just as cheap in spray cans as it is in like the big vats of it. Um, but I, I always tend to use black plastic dip because I like to I like to coat things with black. But you don't have to. It can whatever's cheapest, whatever you can find. Um, but what plastic dip is like kind of a rubber coating, mm -hmm. and there's lots of different rubber truck coatings. Um, you could probably use other ones. I just go with plastic dip because it's the one I've, I've used the most and I understand it's good. Yeah. It's actually also probably one of the cheapest. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's a really good uh, product. And when I say put a couple coats on it, I mean, you can do one coat on it, but usually you want to do like three or four coats on it. Um, Is there any other tips you've learned? Like certain temperatures? Dipping? Yeah. I mean, you can, because I, 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 I get I get very frustrated plastic yeah. dip because I have lots of bad experiences with bubbles up and things like that. And I know it's probably because I'm it, putting it on incorrectly or in the wrong temperatures. And I will say it looks bad when you first put it on. Yeah, it does look bad when right? you first so put it on. But I've had some. Yeah. When, when it, what happens is you spray it. Well, you shake it really well. You don't want to leave it out in the cold either because it'll just water out yeah. and you'll never be able to get it back to. That oh, I, yeah. At least I've now, figured out in my experience. Well in, the, in the cold if you leave it out there. So, so definitely don't leave it out in the cold. Don't leave it in your car. And and with any spray paint, read the back of the back, read the back of it, and, and see what it says, what it actually recommends. Yeah. That's something else, man. If you're new, something I didn't know about at all was recoat times. Right. So literally spray paints, and you can go, you can go into YouTube and you can go down that rabbit hole of how to <laughs> spray paint well. And you get into like auto body shops and a bunch of other stuff. And that's so fascinating and so useful. It's such good, useful information. Um, but the big thing is most, yeah, every can of spray paint has a recoat time on it, right? So every one of them literally says, hey, it has a recoat hour for like one hour or 24 hours. And what that really means is if you spray the spray paint on something, you can spray it again on that product or on that thing for within an hour. But if you wait longer than an hour, usually there's a little bit of grace period, like an hour and a half, I've found. Then if you spray it again, then it can mess up. And a lot of times it will crackle or have other issues going on. Yeah. If you miss that window, then you have to wait that 24 hours, right, for it to always go. Or sometimes it will be like two hours and 48 hours or something like that. So you definitely need to read the instructions on your rattle cans. Mm -hmm. um, and all rattle cans are different. And then there's also enamel versus lacquer. Um, which is a whole different thing. You don't want to put enamel on not enamel. Actually, no, that's not true. I think, I don't know. I have to look it act up, actually, <laughs> but I just know what ones I use. But you, you definitely don't want to put one on top of the other, and I yeah. wish I had that for you. But I have to and we tend that. to not mix different brand spray paints as well. They usually don't always work as well with each other if you have, like, if you're doing multiple colors and all sorts of things. So. Yeah, and I found that it's, especially with, like, clear coats, and like chromes, it's more 
you get what you pay for. A lot of things you get what you pay for, but uh, with clear coats, some of the higher end clear coats is, it do, do tend to do better than the like the three dollar clear coats or four dollar clear coats. Um, mm -hmm. And then yeah, so going back to like ceiling foam, you want to hit it with your heat gun. Make sure all fours are done. You need to you need to hit it with plastic knit probably, and then you can paint it. And it will just take paint actually. A lot of times, yeah. Can, even after just heating, it'll take paint. Yeah, you can well. just straight paint things. So. A lot of people like the plastic dip it get a little bit smoother, so it doesn't soak in in certain areas. And it does make it last longer, too. right? Yeah. So you also do like a prosade, so you can mix prosade, which is a medical adhesive, like um, what is it? It's medical adhesive. Yeah, people use it to attach yeah. like prosthetics so that, and too, latex way, and all sorts of stuff. Is, get a medical adhesive like prosade to. Instead of spirit gum, spirit gum's trash. Um, sometimes I, I will use actual real super glue. Don't do that; uh, it, it can burn you. Um, use use be really bad for your skin. Also, yeah. try and test everything, right? So if you're gonna put something on your face, test it on your yeah, arm. Yeah, because you might be allergic, yeah. and people break out and can't. Yeah, yeah test so. it on your arm. Test it. Man, there's it's there's like a million tips we could probably give. We, we we could go like four hours so on tips. tips, right? But um, going along with all that. You talked about like some of the mistakes you made of you bought brand new shoulder pads from the store in season, those types of things. How, how do you, what suggestions do you just easy ones that are probably common sense, but other people might not know because I know when I first started cosplaying, I was like, I really need this item. So I went to like the local hardware store. I went to the, um, so I, I like went to the local like sporting goods store and bought like a brand new thing and then had to cut it up and do all this stuff. What suggestions? Well, a lot of it depends on how much, how much room you have, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if you know what kind of costumes you're going to be making here soon, like if you have a list of one or two or three or four more costumes that you're going to yeah. be doing, then you can keep your eye out for that stuff whenever you're going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, if you're anything like me, if it's last minute, you might have to of, pay. Yeah. Yeah, if I go to any hardware store, I go to I go to Goodwill all the time to find stuff. I mean, I I used to go to Goodwill way more, but I'll go to flea markets, random stuff. But even if it's like I said, the gas station, right? I'll, I'll literally find a bottle of something that I don't need at all, but I just really like that bottle, right? Um, that doesn't happen often; it just happens. Yeah. It can, uh, but all, but being aware and also being aware of what your friends are making too, mm -hmm. right? So if somebody's making like a rocket raccoon costume and you find, I don't know, a uh, a blaster that looks exactly like Rocket Raccoons, and you can just like add some stuff to it. Then you're going to pick it up for him, right? Yeah. Or something like maybe some fur that works really well for it. Yeah. Um, also, um, if you're if you're not, so for me, one thing I've realized a long time ago is I don't have enough time to build everything that I want to build. So, if it's not going to be time efficient for me to build it. I will buy it. I will buy it from friends that I know now, or I'll buy it from random shops online. I'll buy it from, you know, I'll buy a leather jacket. I'm not going to stitch up a leather jacket. I'm just going to buy a leather jacket. So same kind of thing there. Now, yeah. if you're doing a competition and they need, they, some competitions really, really care what, what like how much of the costume you made, um, that might deter you. But if you're just costuming the costume, I would say buying things is definitely where it's at. I mean, and also do a do a critical analysis of your buying or buying your building, right? Yeah. Um, you'll feel better. You'll feel a lot better. Um, the way I get a lot of my costumes done is I'll build the things I want to build in on my costumes. A lot of times it's the blaster or the gun or the helmet or something cool, those kind of things. But when it gets down to like the initial jacket i'll buy the jacket and i'll add to it right i'll glue mm -hmm. foam pieces onto it or something and when you say buy you'll buy a leather jacket and things like that you're not talking about brand new from the store sometimes yeah uh not all the time but but, but, but like he'll be searching goodwills he'll be oh, searching yeah. other resale sure. places because there's lots of good places to get them but yeah if you're looking for exact style and stuff, mm -hmm. sometimes that is your only option yeah my uh stakar from guardians of the galaxy i just i bought it off amazon it was like a 80 or 90 dollar jacket but and i just immediately started painting it blue and uh it was it was black i spray painted it blue and um so yeah i i think yeah i think a good tip is just like planning out 
your project and realizing and if it's like something you need done for like next week obviously you might have to just go with what you got but plan out your project always be knowing different items you might need for that and be on the lookout just as you're in everyday places too you know you might see something on clearance and work for, for, for or you go into sure. goodwills or other places but you'll at least my in my experience I caught a weird like cosplay eye where you're always seeing things like, oh, that would be great for a blah, blah, blah costume. Yeah. Even if it's not even a costume you're thinking about making. Like how you said, yeah, like yeah, a rocket yeah, yeah, raccoon yeah. gun for like after a while when you cosplay and make enough costumes, you'll see things out in the open. Or like you said, you walked in that gas station and you found the perfect grenade or whatever. Like every single thing you see in life is starting to be like, oh, that would be a cosplay piece. That would be a cosplay piece. So I... And at least in my experience, that kind of starts, you start coming as the more things you build, that'll start coming to you as well. And you also don't have to do that. I've talked to many people who say that they are not that creative or whatever. They like their words, not mine. Um, They say like, I don't want to. Yeah. That's why I had to say in my experience, because I'm sure that's not how everyone feels. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's one of those that I don't want people to think, oh, well, you're not going to be, you're not an experienced cosplayer if you. If you're not seen that way. Yeah, of course not. Because everyone thinks differently and everyone builds differently. Yeah. There's tons of like building your own or building. And we get lazy. Some people will find a pattern, sew it out and stuff. We'll just buy the jacket and we'll modify it to look how we need or whatever. A lot of people will make that exact jacket. They'll go get the like get all the leather they'll get the patterns they'll actually sew it and how we were talking about competitions sometimes it matters to certain judges and things how much you made of it and not if you're just modifying something that's already been sewn well, I mean, but that it's much there's more impressive, all, right? yeah it's, it is much more impressive that you can sew all that and do all that so yeah. these are yeah as as i'm saying in my experiences are just kind of how things are Again, if you're just trying to get into cosplay it's not about trying to make everything yourself and regardless i mean if you are into stitching do stitching and then pay somebody else to make yeah. a weapon for you or something. You know, yeah, right? some people don't ever make yeah. weapons, don't ever make armor, all these types of things. But they're awesome cosplayers, mm-hmm. and they just sew everything and make crazy dresses, make crazy like so costumes and everything. Fun, right? Yeah, just remember. I mean, I mean, it doesn't. And everybody's cosplays for different reasons, right? Yeah, and cosplay is different for everybody. It's, it's definitely different for everybody. And that's something I feel like I heard a lot more years ago. Like probably three, four, five years ago, I heard a lot of people just giving like Nightmage and random other people would just always be kind of putting that out there in the community, like cosplays for everyone and cosplays different things to different people. And I don't know that I've heard that very often lately now that I mention it. Yeah. Um, And and I feel like we got to remember that in the community as well, because it's easy for people that aren't making the costumes and doing all those things to easily judge or be like, Oh, that person shouldn't be wearing that costume, those things. But if we're bringing each other down when we know how hard it is and how like, uh, like how much energy and creativity and stuff goes into it. If we're bringing each other down, I think that's a terrible thing. It gets um, back exactly to what I said before. Yeah. I want to say it again. It does not matter what other people think. Period. Yeah. It just doesn't. I know that everybody cares about followers and a lot of people care about followers mm-hmm. and other shit like that. Cool. I mean, that's awesome. And, and yeah, there's definitely some advantages yeah. to having followers or whatever, but then also that can get really sticky and also have a lot of negative yeah. problems. Yeah, um, but, it, but it's hard too because it really doesn't matter. It's all about how you feel in it and things like that. But if people are giving you a hard time and things like that, it's hard to feel good in it sometimes too. So I can yeah, see where ooh, lots of sides are. Like, yeah, screw that. But yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Somebody, yeah. somebody says, oh, you didn't look good in that costume. I, I don't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. Like, I and that's where I'm coming from that people on the outside that aren't costumers they don't know all the stuff that went into it or all like Absolutely. that that person's trying to have a gun so i feel like us as costumers and other costumers should really be supporting those people because other people are just ignorant to the whole fact of why people are doing that and stuff like that yeah, so absolutely so in that aspect but yeah um but we're gonna wrap it up here um I don't really have any final questions. What What's the last tip you want to give for cosplay 101? These people looking to make new costumes or just getting into cosplay because there's always so many new people out there that are trying to get into it. And maybe they'll stumble upon this somewhere. Yeah, like have fun, right? Like whatever it is that you're doing. I've said it before in this thing, but have fun, right? So it doesn't matter how you do it or what you do or Anything and like what really matters is whether you're enjoying yourself, and that's the important part, right? And and what I was, I love it when somebody will say, "Hey, I'm building a, a costume for like my dad or my brother or somebody or one of my friends who just is first getting the costuming." And when they say that, and I, I know them as a, like a builder, 
and I know that they're going to make a really fun costume and they're just going to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. If it's somebody who's like, yeah, I'm going to build this first costume for my dad and it's going to be this uncomfortable, terrible thing, right? It's going to look really cool. Their dad's not going to get back in that thing, right? Yeah. Their dad's going to get in it and going to be like, no, this isn't like, yeah. And also, yeah. I, I love that because like last week I was talking to Seth and his whole life story. One of the first costumes he ever built was, I think something from um, Halo or whatever. And it was built for his brother and he built his brothers a few costumes before he even built something for himself. He was trying to get this creative outlet or whatever. And he built it at, out of pepper cure. He was saying mm-hmm. he didn't seal the foam. It wasn't hard or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said it was like, now when he thinks about the worst thing ever, but everyone in his town thought it was the most amazing things. Oh my God, that's someone made that. This is so cool. And he thought it obviously looked terrible or whatever, but like it was the most amazing thing because there's people out there that don't see that stuff sometimes. And like, he comes from a small oh, like town, so you know, but they like loved it. So just that whole thing of like, he was building it for someone else. Like I, I love that as well. When you see people doing that kind of stuff, because even if that you knew his brother, felt really cool and that even though like Seth was like oh maybe it's not that great oh, or things it. like it that was, so it was a cool costume yeah so especially for the time for the, for the time and, and what he was doing out of it yeah that was so I cool. love that when other people are building like people and want other people to feel that joy and other builders that's great as well yeah so. yeah and, and that's just it too like a lot of times I'll build a costume for myself and I'll build a costume for like my wife sometimes my kids now that just go with it like my wife didn't build any of his face wolves with us Mm-hmm. but I, I told the guys like everybody else that was building it with us four people, four of the people that instead of building like a cool weapon, a cool like, special weapon, we did like a space claw or something like mm-hmm. that, that I just wanted to build a whole nother suit for my life. Like that was what I wanted. My, my addition was just to have another costume for my wife to build, to be, to be, yeah, to be a, yeah, to be with and you. She was, she wasn't, it wasn't like she wasn't able to build it because she was, uh, Kyra's an awesome builder, um, but she was building another costume at the time. Yeah. Right. And I know you guys are already working on it and she can work on it. Yeah. So we were, no, we it's were great. Make it and right. I even made use of that costume. They took her placard off and I yeah. got the rocket. So I, yeah. I benefited from that Multiple as well. And I didn't have to, yeah. And other people have. So yeah, yeah. no, so, I'm really glad you actually did that. Cause I'm that was really awesome. glad that I built a second costume for myself too. And that's the other thing too. Um, when you're building something, build it once and then build it again. And it'll be so much better the second time you build it. So that's that's something else that uh, is a really really good point. Yeah, especially if you really enjoy that character and you don't want to be done with it, build it again because you can make it ten times better. Well, I mean, even literally just yeah. using like the same pattern. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, just doing it like again, like sitting there and being like, oh, I'm going to cut out this piece, this ninja star. Okay, cool. I, I made a ninja star. Now I'm just going to make another ninja star, like right now, same like 15 minutes. Okay, later. Yeah, yeah. And the, and then the second ninja star, you'll see the improvement, right? It's just mm-hmm. like practicing anything. You just you practice, right? Yeah. Practice works. Um, yeah, that, and that's something else too. Just go go forward with it. Do it. Practice it. Have fun with it. Yeah, for sure. And meet other people like and learn from them as well. So a lot people give you lots of good advice just forget, out in public. There's many resources out there. If you want to build anything, you can find it out there. You just have to you just have to go searching for it and be like passionate about doing yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I will yeah. say I, I definitely want to leave it on this. If, if yeah. I say nothing else. Yeah. It's don't be a dick. Okay. <laughs> like literally don't be a dick. They, they just stop because anybody who you can have the best costume in the whole entire world and you'll go and a lot of times people have a very good costume and they'll just think that they're so, they're just so full of themselves or whatever. And they'll be a dick about it. And they'll, they'll go in there. They're just ruining the costume community and they're, and they'll, they'll come back to me and, or somebody else. And they'll say like, you know, Hey, I didn't really have much fun. Right. Like I don't I don't really costume is not really for me. Yeah. And a lot of times it's because they were just being such an asshole that everybody else didn't want to hang out with them. And it's not like they didn't have a good costume. And having a good costume or not having a good costume does not matter. Mm-hmm. That does not matter to have it's it's having fun and also it's letting other people have fun around you, right? Yeah. So part of you having fun and doing that is is you know, building up other people as well. At least in my opinion. I mean yeah. some people might have fun just tearing people down, but I think that's a horrible idea. Uh, so yeah, just rule number one in life and in cosplay is literally don't be a dick. Yeah. I, I think we'll end it there. Don't be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening to this podcast. Um, we're going to be putting one out every Wednesday on different things, whether it's one, one of these days we'll get to James's life story. We did Seth's life story last uh, you don't week. Need to hear about that. 
Yeah, we want to hear James Lightstar <laughs> one of the days. Today is Cosplay 101, but we'll have lots of different content, whether it's cosplay, whether it's costumes, whether it's pop culture, whether it's the last episode of Game of Thrones. No, we're not going to go oh, there. Because me and James love that love that last episode of Game of Thrones, even though y'all out there hated Spoilers. it. Spoilers. But, um, yeah, so we're going to be doing all sorts of things um, and hopefully getting one out every Wednesday. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Hit us up on Wolfgar Weapons and Frops.com or Wolfgar Weapons.com. Yeah, <laughs> sure. like, why are you plugging? No. I actually just bought uh, WolfgarProps.com. Wolfgar Props. And Wolfgar, like anything that has weapons or props in it, just Google it and check us out. Check out the stuff we do. Um, besides talking about cosplay, all that, we make awesome props and things. So um, thanks for listening. Our time's running out. And yeah, bye. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's it, folks. That's the end of Cosplay 101, Episode 2 of Wolfgar Wednesdays. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks to James Wolfgar, who came in, um, gave some great advice. See, I even took a little bit away from that, stuff I didn't even know. Um, stuff I didn't even know about him. So, thank you for listening. Check out WolfgarWeapons.com. WolfgarWeaponsAndProps.com. Check our stuff out. Check out our site. See what we're doing here. Um, check. Tune in next Wednesday so you can hear what we talk about next. It could be an interview. It could be just a talk about whatever. Um, we're not sure yet. We don't have it recorded yet. But check in. Um, give us a like. Let us know how you feel about this episode. Um, give us your comments. What cosplay tips do you guys have for other people? that they you think they should really know um so thanks for listening if you made it this far we appreciate you we appreciate everyone listening but we really appreciate you if you made it all the way to the end here um and we'll see you next wednesday thanks a lot have a good one